What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. So today, I'm going to be talking about Ghislaine Maxwell, the pedophile pimp herself. I'm going to tell you about her connections to the quote-unquote elites across the world and give you guys an idea how she could have been trafficking children with her connections through Terramar. So let's kind of start at the beginning. Ghislaine Maxwell was born December 25th, 1961, and people kind of knew her as a British socialite. She worked for her father, Robert Maxwell, until his uh, mysterious death in 1991. Her father has ties to Israeli Mossad and some underworld characters. He was also accused, convicted of raiding the pension funds of his organization's employees. Maxwell founded a nonprofit group for the quote-unquote protection of the oceans called Terramar, and that was in 2012. They ceased operations on July 12, 2019, one week after the sex trafficking charges brought by the New York federal prosecutors against her super good buddy, Jeffrey Epstein, who didn't kill himself, just had to throw that out there. In 2020, Maxwell was charged by the U.S. federal government with crimes of enticement of minors and sex trafficking of underage girls. She's also facing investigation in the Caribbean territories. Now, I'm not going to get on like some super fucking background of her and Jeffrey Epstein. There is a documentary right now on Netflix that kind of describes her whole beginning with him. It gives you a super good rundown of who this fucking pedophile pimp bitch was And I'm just going to kind of go from there. I'm going to give you just the basics like I usually do and then tell you to do your own research because this fucking case, you guys, it goes super deep. There are the usual players involved. The Clintons make an appearance as well as a bunch of other billionaires like Richard Branson. So I'm going to get to all that, but let's kind of start at the beginning. Now, reports differ on when exactly Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine met, but none of that fucking matters, okay? They met and they formed a criminal organization, which many people believe was used to blackmail the rich and famous. They would get underage girls, get these rich and famous people to interact sexually with them, which is basically child rape, get pictures of this, and then blackmail these people. Now, this sounds like a page right out of the CIA's book and the Finder's Cult. I covered that story back in the day when all of the FOIA documents came out regarding the Finders, which left no doubt that it was a CIA-run group and they were dealing in child trafficking and child exploitation material. If you want to hear it, it's somewhere in the Wayback Catalog. It breaks down all the FOIA documents that I fucking read through. It was like 700 crazy pages. The FBI is even saying, yes, this is CIA-run organization, and there was child abuse involved. So this is not a conspiracy theory. You can read these documents if you go to the FBI vault. But anyway, back to the pedophile at hand. So I'm going to read you the indictment of Ghislaine and what the grand jury charged her with. The overview. 
Number one, the charges set forth hereon stem from the role of Ghislaine Maxwell, the defendant, in the sexual exploitation and abuse of multiple minor girls by Jeffrey Epstein. In particular, from at least in or about 1994, up to and including at least in or about 1997, Maxwell assisted, facilitated, and contributed to Jeffrey Epstein's abuse of minor girls, among other things, helping Jeffrey Epstein to recruit, groom, and ultimately abuse victims known to Maxwell and Epstein to be under the age of 18. The victims were as young as 14 years old. 14, okay? When they were groomed and abused by Maxwell and Epstein, both of whom knew that certain victims were in fact under the age of 18. As a part and in furtherance of their scheme to abuse minor victims, Ghislaine Maxwell, the defendant, and Jeffrey Epstein enticed and caused minor victims to travel to Epstein's residence in different states, which Maxwell knew and intended would result in their grooming for the subjugation to sexual abuse. Moreover, in an effort to conceal her crimes, Maxwell repeatedly lied when questioned about her conduct, including in relation to some of the minor victims described hereon. When providing testimony under oath in 2016. So this is the factual background. This is not even in conspiracy land. During the time periods charged in this indictment, Ghislaine Maxwell, the defendant, had a personal and professional relationship with Jeffrey Epstein and was among his closest associates. In particular, between in or about 94 and or 1997, Maxwell was in an intimate relationship with Epstein and was also paid by Epstein to manage his various properties. Over the course of their relationship, Maxwell and Epstein were photographed together on multiple occasions. Beginning in at least 94, Ghislaine enticed and groomed multiple minor girls to engage in sex acts with Jeffrey Epstein through a variety of means and methods. Then they start listing the methods that she used. It says she would first attempt to befriend some of Epstein's victims prior to the abuse, including by asking the victims about their lives, school, and their families. Maxwell and Epstein would spend time building friendships with the minor victims by, for example, taking minor victims to the movies or shopping. Some of these outings would involve Maxwell and Epstein spending time together with a minor victim, while some would involve Maxwell or Epstein spending time alone with a minor victim. Having developed a rapport with the victim, Maxwell would then try to normalize sexual abuse for a minor victim by, among other things, discussing sexual topics, undressing in front of the victims, being present when a minor victim was undressed, and or being present for sex acts involving the minor victim and Epstein. Maxwell's presence during the minor victim's interactions with Epstein included interactions where the minor victims were undressed or that involves sex acts with Epstein. She helped with the victims at ease because an adult woman was present. Dirty fucking bitch. For example, in some instance, Maxwell would massage Epstein in front of the minor victims. In other instances, Maxwell encouraged minor victims to provide massages to Epstein to be fully or partially nude. Many of those massages resulted in Epstein sexually abusing the minor victims. In addition, Epstein offered to help some minor victims by paying for travel and or educational opportunities. Maxwell encouraged certain victims to accept Epstein's assistance. 
As a result, victims were made to feel indebted and believe that Maxwell and Epstein were trying to help them, aka fucking grooming these girls. So like I was just saying, the abuse happened at multiple locations. There was the residence on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. There is an estate in Palm Beach, Florida. There was a ranch in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And we can't forget his pervert island. Maxwell also had a personal residence in London. The first victim they talk about was 14 years old. They say Maxwell and Epstein attempted to befriend her, taking her to the movies and shopping trips. Within one year of them starting this friendship with the child, they began sexually abusing her. The second victim on the indictment was also under the age of 18. She was flown in to New Mexico, where they brought her to a movie and shopping. They ended up getting this girl to be topless and massage Epstein. The third victim listed on the indictment was met by Maxwell in England between 1994 and 1995. That victim, just like the others, were groomed and then sexually abused by Epstein. They go into some of the details of the sexual assaults. They say there was group sex. They say that Ghislaine participated in these sex acts with the victim. And then the prosecutor goes on to describe the conspiracy Ghislaine and Epstein and many others went through to conceal all of these abuses. They even have a deposition where she is just straight up lying. She says she was never aware of any sexual abuse. She says she didn't know about Epstein's sex toys and she surely didn't participate in it. So they were able to get a charge of perjury. Altogether, there are six charges as of right now against Ghislaine. But what I wanna know about is all the victims that aren't listed in this indictment. The victims that were trafficked unknowingly by the so-called authorities and possibly transported through this, I don't even fucking know. They say it was an organization to save the oceans. That's Terramar. But if you actually look into it, there's no evidence they ever saved anything. And through the Terramar organization, several shady characters come into play. Several of these people had a starring role in the Pizzagate conspiracy. So let's start with the funding of Terramar. Now, one of the obvious funders was Jeffrey Epstein. And as far as what exactly Terramar does, I just checked out a bunch of different videos starring Ghislaine and one, she's talking in front of the United Nations. She's talking about getting control of the ocean because the ocean's going to be the next world's land grab. Now, check this out. This is a segment of that speech she gave at the UN. So the ocean is the next frontier. It's the next big debate. It's the next big grab of space. The person who has been the inspiration behind the Sustainable Oceans Alliance who has something called Terramar Project. She controls the oceans around the world. And therefore I invite my dear friend, Gillian Maxwell, to tell us how we can own the oceans. You have three seconds. <laughs> Thank you. I'll do my best. So coincidentally, Ghislaine, Maxwell's husband, whose name is Scott Borgerson, 
is the CEO of a maritime analytic company. They move shipping containers for a living. Evergreen is the name of one of the largest integrated shipping infrastructure companies in the world. And it's not even a conspiracy theory. Even the mainstream media liars have reported on it. But cargo ships are one of the ways human traffickers are moving people. The Dutch police discovered a torture chamber hidden inside one of several shipping containers in a rural area on the border of the Netherlands and Belgium. An investigation led the police to the warehouse site when seven shipping containers inside. The containers were lined with soundproofing material and they were equipped with cameras. Six of the containers could be used to hold people. They had handcuffs on the floor and the ceilings, as well as chemical toilets. The police found a stash of instruments, including scalpels, pruning shears, saws, pliers, and tape. There was also black cotton bags that could be pulled over someone's head, police uniforms, and a bulletproof vest. A bunch of different types of scissors on a table were also found. The suspects had monitored conversations about torture. There was a dentist chair equipped with the wrist and ankle straps. And if you're like, dentist chair, what? That kind of sounds fucking familiar. Well, police entered Jeffrey Epstein's home and they were initially puzzled when they noticed the chair. So another Evergreen company, Evergreen Aviation, has a history of human trafficking and a deep connection to the CIA. Evergreen, despite recent financial problems, still keeps one Boeing 747 in Columbus, Ohio, and it maintains regular service to Hong Kong. The only terminal that can service this aircraft is owned by Landmark Aviation. Landmark Aviation was alleged to have been the company of choice for the CIA's program known as the Torture Taxi. Under that program, people were kidnapped, flown to black sites around the globe, and tortured for months or years. European governments were aware of this program, and some even issued arrest warrants for the CIA officers involved. The logistics of getting a minor across the border for such purposes as child abuse would be much less complicated with the help of a customs facility located in a friendly private facility operated by a company think evergreen shipping containers and private planes, familiar with covert operations and making people disappear. Epstein and Maxwell and her associates like Bill and Hillary are clearly no strangers to navigating these circles. So given that evergreen is a well-known secret service code word for former first lady and secretary of state Hillary Clinton, it uh, kind of beggars belief. Like where is that just a coincidence? Now getting back to Terramore. Let's talk about Maggie Nixon. She appeared in a commercial with Sylvia Earle, who claims to be a founding member of Terramar. Now, Maggie Nixon is the daughter of Sarah Nixon and the granddaughter of Agnes Nixon. Agnes Nixon was the creator of All My Children. Now, if you browse Sarah, who is Maggie's mother, if you browse her Instagram, this fucking chick has pictures with her hanging out with Pizzagate star James Elephantis, owner of Comet Ping Pong. Back to Maggie Nixon for just a second. Now, back when the whole Pizzagate thing was going on, there was a quote unquote Q drop. And in the Q drop, this uh, whoever the fuck Q was insinuated that this girl had been sexually abused by President Obama since the girl was 10 years old. 
Somehow, this Q person did a Q drop and they found a picture of Maggie Nixon and Obama together when she was a little ass kid, maybe around 10. And then they found a picture of her when she's a little bit older, maybe like 15 or 16. And now she's appearing in promotional videos with Sylvia Earle, who, by her own admission, says she was a founding member of Terramar. So it's like we're getting all of these nasty ass motherfuckers that have already been accused in different situations of sexually abusing children. And now they all seem to be tied in one way or another to Terramar. Another strange coinkydink we got going on here is Matt Hollenby, who just so happens to be the program director of the Weiss Foundation, which is yet another ocean conservation quote-unquote, organization. The Weiss Foundation is funded by the Pew Foundation, which brings us to another Pizzagate player, Tamara Lozado. Now, I spoke about this woman in the Pizzagate episode I did a few episodes ago. If you want to go into a dive of Pizzagate, go ahead and check that episode out. But Tamara Lozado is one of these crazy motherfuckers that she wrote this creepy ass email to John Podesta. The email went, we plan to heat the pool. So a swim is a possibility. Bonnie will be the Uber service to transport Ruby, Emily, and Mauve. 11, nine, and almost seven. So you'll have some further entertainment and they will be in the pool for sure. Okay, all along that email sounds really fucking strange, but if you remember right, on my Pizzagate episode, I explained what Tamara Lozado did on her own time, her blog. Let me just refresh your memory. It almost seems like it's an advertisement for a child named Evelyn. The post goes, Evelyn is growing up. Soon, she'll be queen of the entire U.S. of A. Right now, for a limited time only, you can spend some time with her online, raw, and uncut. Take advantage of this now. As in the future, she will have the power of life and death over you. Another post she wrote, Jack is owned by Ken Weber and Stephanie Copeland, who live a few blocks from us. And it's like a picture of this little baby. He's naked. And there's like some little graphic covering up his little baby dick. Well, under that, this fucking lady, Tamara, comments that with premium membership, you can get the uncensored version of that picture. Like what the actual fuck? A little more background on Tamara Lozado. She's the former chief of staff to Hillary Clinton when she was a New York state senator. She joined the Lozado family with her marriage to Francis Lozado in 1996. The Lozado family is Italian Jewish, said to have originally come from Germany, but reside in Italy since the early 16th century. Her stepmother, Anne Luzado, is a member of the Elite CFR Council, which is the Council on Foreign Relations. This woman literally had a webpage where she showcased her adopted children and invited grown-ass men to a pool party with her children for entertainment. And they're all connected to Terramar. And another Pizzagate alumni, Hillary Clinton and her disgusting husband, Bill Clinton, are connected to Terramar. They routinely matched any donations made when they had fundraisers for Terramar. So how many more fucking pedophiles do we have to 
pull up to get people to think there may be some sort of international child trafficking going on through Terramar by use of cargo ships. It's like there are so many connections to these disgusting pedophiles. They have the means and the money to actually pull this off. And just a little reminder, Pizzagate was never disproven. Unfortunately, it seems no one is trying to find out what Terramar was actually about. And it all kind of just closed down back when Jeffrey Epstein was arrested and nobody's ever asked any more questions about it. It hasn't been brought up at all during this trial. Speaking of the trial, do you guys know who is prosecuting Ghislaine Maxwell? It's none other than James Comey daughter, the same prosecutor that somehow lost the Epstein quote unquote suicide tape. Yes, that bitch. Now let's just take a little trip down memory lane with James Comey. He was the FBI director, and he was the one responsible for overseeing the FBI's investigation of Hillary Clinton's email controversy, the one she was never prosecuted on. His role in the 2016 U.S. presidential election was highly controversial. On May 9, 2017, President Donald Trump fired his ass. Statements from Trump and the White House suggested that Comey had been fired to ease the pressure on Trump due to the Russia investigation that later turned out to be a complete hoax. So just evidence in the past few years points to the Comey family are a bunch of corrupt motherfuckers and can be bought off. So I'm not sure why they have this woman as one of the prosecutors on the Ghislaine Maxwell case, but I find it highly suspicious. It's like this bitch fucking loses the evidence that Epstein killed himself. Yeah, right. It just, it doesn't make any sense. They put a fucking disgraced murderer cop in the cell with Epstein. All of the cameras happen to break and the guards fall asleep. Get the fuck out of here. I saw the autopsy on Epstein. There was severe trauma to the body and the hyoid bone was broken. And usually the hyoid bone is only broken during manual strangulation, not during suicide. Now, speaking of Epstein, his little flight logs have recently been released and there are a who's who of fucking weirdos listed. We've got Alec Baldwin, Anderson Cooper, Barack Obama, Beyonce, Bill Clinton, Chrissy Teigen, Meryl Streep, Oprah Winfrey, Tom Hanks, Steven Spielberg, Jimmy Kimmel, James Gunn, James Franco, Quentin Tarantino, just a bunch of Hollywood people are listed in the Epstein flight logs. There is also a guy named Isaac Cappy, who was mentioned in Epstein's videos before he died. He referred to him as engaging in human trafficking, pedophilia, cannibalism, satanic torture, and more. No shit. It's just a complete shit show with these people. They have no respect for human life, and all they care about is money and power. And regardless of what is the outcome of the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, I 100% believe this woman was engaged in child sex trafficking and blackmail of business associates, politicians, and anybody else they think they could get something out of. They're just like straight up predators on so many levels and they got away with it for so many years because of their money and power. 
They could have been stopped days ago. And even the mainstream media colluded in covering up the Epstein shit for how long? Years, years. They sat on a story that would have broken open the fact that Epstein was sex trafficking girls. It's just a fucking shit show. It's extremely depressing. If you sit there and you look at how many times this motherfucker could have been stopped, both of them, Maxwell and Epstein, but the authorities let everybody down like they like to do. Oh, it's it's kind of infuriating. So if you want daily updates on the Maxwell trial, there is an account on Instagram called Trial Tracker. And they literally post daily updates and summarize exactly what went on in court that day because the media have been barred. There's no filming allowed, nothing like that. So you have to call in on a particular number, enter an access code, and then you can hear the trial. But it cannot be reproduced. Like you can't make a recording of that and then put that wherever. They're definitely trying to keep this whole trial under wraps. And it's because of who the customers were that Jeffrey Epstein and Jizz Lane serviced with their underage sex trafficked children. So for today's episode, I got a lot of my information from random websites online. One is pedogate.world and they have the Evie's crib nastiness. They have it all broken down for you. I also have an archived version of some of this stuff on her nasty ass website. And Mouthy Buddha broke it down really nicely. You cannot find Mouthy Buddha on YouTube. He was purged last year during the Great Purge. But you can go to BitChute and check out his videos there. He's always totally on point with everything I've seen him do. So go check that out. That is about it for today. But before I run off, I've got to thank our top three downloaders. Of course, California's all right there. But then check this out, you guys. We've got Pennsylvania and Texas. So what's up, guys? Thank you so much for downloading. I totally appreciate it. I need to give Michigan an honorable mention because all of a sudden they came out of nowhere to take the fourth place spot from Maryland. So that's what's up, guys. I appreciate it. I got a lot of requests to have the Spartacus letter I read uh, this last Tuesday. A lot of people wanted the whole PDF sent out to them. So I think I got all of those sent out. If I missed you, please email me again and I will definitely get it sent to you. I know that was a long ass episode and it was super medical technical at some points, but I wanted to stay true to the letter. I didn't want to change anything around or make it my own, make it more simple. I wanted to read it as is. I thought it was very important to present that letter exactly how it was written. So thank you guys for listening to that episode. It got hella downloads. So that's what's up. I appreciate it. This weekend, I'm going to the Australian Embassy out here in San Francisco. There is a protest at Australian embassies across the world on the 4th at noon. I just want to go and show support for our Aussie friends because they are literally being put through hell right now from their government. They are rounding up the aboriginals and putting them into straight up concentration camps. It's fucking some shit I never thought I would see. I just thought that shit was relegated to World War II videos. Crazy shit like that. But here we are, and for some reason, more than half the population can't seem to make the connection between these internment camps and the concentration camps of World War II. It's fucking insanity. 
But if you guys can try to get out and show your support to the Aussies by going to the Australian embassy or consulate nearest you December 4th at noon. That is about all for this week. So like I always tell you, be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.